0: From the After Nine podcast studios, this, this is After Nine with Scott and Kat. Hello now, a little spin on hey now, you like that? It's uh, it's one week to Christmas, and just so you know, Scott will be back on the pod with me tomorrow. But for now, it is tis I, and I'm probably just gonna make this one a short one. Uh, but there's a couple of things I wanted to I wanted to talk to you guys about. So thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe if you can, and rate if you're able to i don't know if they do they rate on apple i think they do but uh spotify they definitely do so feel free to give that all of the five stars that are available we always always appreciate it guys um yeah one week to go until christmas how are we feeling about it i am in the christmas spirit but you know me i'm i mean i was i was counting down since um halloween basically for christmas so i'm there but i know the weather is a shit if that's what gets you in the mode, right? Like some people are not there until the snow falls and they feel that chill in the air. You might be feeling a chill in the air, depending on where you are today. But I mean, where we are gross, man, this morning, it was like rainy when I left the house is like four o'clock in the morning, rainy, but a little mild. So I didn't bring my jacket and I didn't look ahead at the weather like I should. I didn't. Uh, And then it was like, oh, temperature is going to drop pretty drastically throughout the day and and flurries and all those other things, too. So depending on when you're listening uh, to this and where you're listening from, you could already have some snow on the ground. But it's going to be short lived. I think it's looking really mild toward the end of this week. They're already saying, I mean, I know we still have time. We still have time. But they're already saying, uh, those meteorologists there, that we might get rain on Christmas because it's not going to be cold enough for that to turn into snow. So there you have it. That's what's going to happen. couple of things I want to get to here. Number one, I'll tell you about my weekend. Uh, I told you on Friday about how I was hosting a party. I did. It was good. And then yesterday, I ended up doing something I did not think I would be spending my Sunday late afternoon doing. And I'll talk about that too. And a great BuzzFeed article. Actually, I might get to this first. Man, this is so good. Um, Okay, so these are the things. and, And you can be honest about it. The things that you get that really aren't for you that are gifted to you, okay? Maybe that means it's a family member or, or a friend or an acquaintance, whatever, but they give you a gift and you unwrap it and you as you open it up, you know, you know in the back of your mind, you're thinking, great, I'm never going to use this or I don't even like this or that's not my size or any number of things that you're thinking in the back of your head when you open a gift from someone and you don't like it. I've done it I've had that happen too. But what's the polite response? You say thank you. You say thank you. You can say something to your significant other later about it like, "Oh, did they really think that I would like um, I don't know, petunia perfume, no name thing? Like whatever the heck it is." Okay, fine. I get it. We all got to vent about those little things. But at least in front of them, don't hurt their feelings. And that's what these stories are. It's uh, from BuzzFeed. People are sharing their worst, I'll never buy them a gift again story. And man, there's some really ungrateful people out there. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples. This Lego one is great. So this woman says uh, she has an ex-boyfriend now. And he decided, or sorry, he told her that he loved Lego. Lego. And he actually collects Lego. And he also happened to love the Beatles. So she found these like Beatles minifigures and thought they were legit Lego. But when she got them shipped to her, she realized, oh, this isn't the actual Lego brand, but whatever, it looks like almost identical and super cute. He's gonna love it. So she wraps it up. The guy took it out, commented about how it wasn't actually Lego. It was some other brand and offered it to his 12-year-old brother. Now, if that wasn't enough, the 12 year old brother even knew that that was rude and said, no, that's your gift. Um, That's weird. So she says my ex then offered the minifigures back to me. I understand it wasn't the real deal, but we hadn't been dating that long. It was a sweet gesture from his girlfriend. I thought, thank God I dumped him. Indeed. My friend had three boys, this person says he wanted to get her a Christmas present. So I took them shopping to get the gift okay so this is a good friend she's gonna help them out so they decided since she had been complaining for months about her crappy pots and pans that they'd get her this really nice pot and pan set then she called her on christmas she said hey would the boys get you acting like she didn't already know she said she started complaining immediately about her terrible present from her kids that clearly only saw her as the chef I asked, um, where are your kids right now? She said, right beside me. They ruined my Christmas. So she felt really terrible, and she confessed, hey, I went shopping with your kids, and, and I'm the one that recommended the gift because you complained about your cookware. She said, that's no excuse. They should have known better. What a terrible person. That's so... I know they say, don't just in case people get offended, don't get people like vacuums. And maybe cookware is in there too. I don't know. Like, don't get them... Don't get them something that you know, like they're not good at or you want them to do more of, right? I think we all know what that means. But to get so angry at your children and your friend, oh, that's so rude. The Christmas my son was born, I completely, completely felt burnt out and I was broke. I didn't have the funds for big gifts, so I decided to make everyone homemade presents instead. I knew my stepmom liked peppermint bark. So I searched for a highly rated recipe, I got the ingredients, I wrapped it up. It might not have been too expensive, but I put a lot of time and effort in. When she opened it on Christmas morning, she made a sour face and exclaimed, does anyone want this? Get it away from me. Unbeknownst to me, she started a diet and didn't want any sweets in the house. Instead of just saying thank you and setting it aside, she made a very huge deal about it. That is rude. Uh, I, (laughs) this is so brutal, but okay. So it's, I think you're one way or the other here. Cause I had a texter say that this wasn't so bad. Okay. It could have been worse. And that's true. I suppose they could all have been worse, but I still think it's not very nice. This person said, my wife crocheted a scarf for my mom one year. That's very nice. Homemade scarf there. That's great. It took her about a month to complete. The next time we went over to her house, she noticed potholders in her kitchen with the exact same design and coloring of the scarf. When she asked her about it, my mom admitted she cut the scarf up into pieces so she could use them as potholders. <laughs> That's kind of rude. That's kind of rude. I, I could see how at least she's using it in one way or another, just not for its like initial purpose, but it's rude. And then we had great texts on this one too. Um, people admitting when they received gifts... How they went about discarding them later. Um, someone got caught regifting the next Christmas to the same person who gave them that. That's always awkward. I honestly, I'm cool with regifting though. Hey, if you got, if you want to do it this year, slash have to do it because you're like, hey, I'm on a budget, and here's an, here's a wine I don't even drink wine or a bottle of something or candle. I'm all down for receiving it. I don't care as long as it's not like used. Right? We can at least agree on that. That would be good. Um, okay. So I'm going to talk about my weekend next. I, I told you on the pod Friday, I would spend cleaning and I did, but whatever that was all done. Well, and good Saturday comes around and, uh, Dad, that's when we hosted our Christmas party. So this is my mom's side of the family. Uh, and don't worry. I actually like my family. So it was good. I, I wouldn't have offered to host if I didn't. <laughs> so let's put it that way. But it's, I think this is a good sign, guys. I think they had fun because it started at 2 p.m. I said, anytime around 2 p.m. or after, like, I don't care on your own schedules, but just as long as you come after 2, that's when I'll be actually ready. And then come anytime. Um, they stayed, my last guest, I think, left at 1130 that night. That's a, that's a good amount of partying. But the problem was, I, uh, I have so much fun with these people. And then we, we have a couple drinks and I'm not the, listen, I get tipsy and that's it. Like, I don't want to be more than tipsy and I'm at anything. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. Like I, I know my limit and I do truly stay within it. Maybe in my twenties I didn't, but I swear guys, I really do. Like, I don't like the feeling of being drunk or loss of control. It's never been a good feeling for me. I don't like it. So I started to get past tipsy point, but I'm with my family, right? I'm in, my, in my own house, which is the best. That's the best part about hosting. Like I'm not driving anywhere. I don't need to worry about traffic. My bed is literally feet, feet away from where we are partying. So when a suggestion came about, you know who you are, that we toast to my, my grandmother, may she rest in peace. My husband was like, huh, you know what's perfect about that. I got a bottle of brandy from Croatia my grandmother was part Croatian and in the Croatian brandy shout out to my sister-in-law not in this group my 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 husband's sister who went and purchased this and gifted it to us so it was the perfect opportunity to open said Croatian brandy but should cat have had more than one drink uh, one shot of it no I probably shouldn't have but this is where we went awry and, and also, we did have rye, um, so we did. We cheers to my grandma, and then, and then I don't. Was it me that did it? Apparently, it was me that actually bought the bottle, f- bottle from the cellar. You guys maybe have seen it or you've heard about it before, but I've got my my speakeasy right, my hidden cellar. That's where the brandy was. It managed to make it upstairs. I try to keep everything in there because I think that way it's in there, and you're not going crazy and bringing everything up. But and the brandy was brought upstairs, and that's when that's when shit got crazy, and uh, I. <laughs> I'm the worst. So I broke a, okay, this is where it starts to get a little murky here in my mind. Okay. Because I told you, I, I liked, I have a limit and I like to stay within it. I truly do. And I was a little past the limit. And I guess I my aunt, um, my cousin, my, what's up, Michael? I don't know if he listens to the pod. I know he listens to my radio show. I love my, my cousin's girlfriend, Selena. She's an absolute sweetheart. So it's my, my aunt, Diane, who I love dearly, Selena and myself in the cellar. And, Before this is before the brandy got brought up, right before, and we broke one of the glasses in the cellar. So I, (laughs) and my I knew my husband would clean it. He's the best. He's great. He would he would be like, no, let me take care of it. It's fine, right? He's he's the he's a great host. So I guess I went up. See, this is where I'm starting to say things like I guess, I guess, and supposedly, and apparently. So I guess I went upstairs and I just we just started to we I'll say we because it was all three of us. We just started to like tap like tap dance and say we broke a glass (laughs) we broke a glass and keep in mind there's kids still playing downstairs up way too late way past their bedtime but they're having a time of their life I'm letting them stay up I don't care so they're downstairs playing and this is where the the broken glass is somewhere so I'm tap dancing going the broke I broke a glass I broke a glass downstairs and my husband's going okay cool kid like where is it I broke a glass downstairs and we just kept saying the same thing over and over again. My husband had to go down and try to figure out where the broken glass was. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? I apologized to him. I said, I'm sorry, that was so mean. I probably should have told you, but we thought it was hilarious. We, it was safe, by the way. I had apparently, see, this. is see, see where it's like apparently. I don't like that. I had apparently wrapped it in a towel and I had set it on, it was on the bar anyway. It was up high. The kids couldn't, weren't going to be hanging around by the bar downstairs. Different from the speakeasy, by the way. Yes, I have a speakeasy and a bar <laughs> two things it's overkill but anyway it was wrapped in a towel and all the pieces and and stuff were all cleaned up as a small shot glass everything was fine there so that anyway the party went great it was so awesome and it was so great to see everybody I I love this time of year I just feel like I don't know I just love it I love it and and my house was all decorated nicely and everyone uh, was, uh, was awesome it was great to see everybody loved it um and then Sunday yesterday yesterday so I was obviously a little banged up you know what I mean and uh and I was feeling a little hurt not too bad though like I didn't get sick or anything it wasn't that bad I still like I said I still like I I have a certain limit where I feel great in the morning and I wasn't feeling 100% in the morning so I don't like that feeling at all of like grogginess to the point where I can't even finish my coffee no bueno so on on uh Sunday we go see Cirque du Soleil yesterday great show I love all Cirque's I don't know how many circs you guys have seen. I go every time I'm in Vegas. I check out a circ. The last one I went to was Mad Apple in New York, New York. Um, if you're going there, that's a fun one. That's the only adult-only one, by the way. So they're all family-friendly, um, minus that minus that one show. So I went and saw that one when I was in Vegas. It was so good. One of my favorites ever, though. If I well, I'm on this topic. If I may recommend a circ to you guys is if it comes to Toronto again. Uh, Cabinet of Curiosities, one of my favorites. It's like the OG-style circus-type stuff, and it's weird. All the circs are weird, though. Like, all the circs are... And and no offense to circ, because you're fucking weird, but we love you. Like, it's weird. And you know that scene in Knocked Up where, like, Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen, they do mushrooms before they go? Yeah, I understand, because it's fucked up. And you're trying to follow a story, and sometimes you're not even sure what the story is. And then there's these characters with these weird faces sometimes. Like at one point in yeah, yesterday's Cirque, it's, it was an ice one. By the way, Crystal is on ice. So these f- maniacs are flying through the air with skates on. They're crazy. I love it. And they came out, and it was a Sia song. So I felt like it was almost a tribute to Sia in a way because uh, Chandelier was playing. And and one of the main um, one of the main. I don't even know if I call them skaters or circus performers, both. She was fabulous and she was doing her thing and swinging on this big swing. So chandelier was playing. But then all these people came out like skating around her in these big wigs. It looked like they couldn't see anything. I was like worried for them in these big weird wigs. And someone was wearing like a cheese head. I, like I told you, it was fucked up. Someone just, I bet you it's someone's job that works for Cirque, that sits around thinking up weird shit. And then instead of, you know, the next day, you're like, oh, that was a dumb idea. They just go, yep, we're going to go through with that. But people like it. I like it. It was good. Um, But anyway, that's Sir Crystal, very good. Sorry, it was short-lived. It was in Hamilton. Um, It was at First First Ontario Centre. Is that how I say it? I always F that one up for some reason. First Ontario Place. That's what it is. First Ontario Place. Anyway, whatever. That's where it was. Hamilton, your traffic's shit, by the way. Like, can we just... uh, One of the reasons why I like when I don't see a show in Toronto is because it tends to mean that I will avoid traffic and shitty parking situations. Nope, didn't avoid either of those yesterday. In fact, I was a little late, not necessarily late for the show. They started it a bit late anyway, but I was almost late for the show. And I left early, feeling like shit, by the way. And then traffic was a nightmare, a nightmare. And why do you guys have so many one-way streets in Hamilton? Like, it's insanity. Stop the madness. No, I'm kidding. That was totally me because I should have known that it was going to be really busy on the weekend there. But oh my gosh. And then to park like three blocks away. What is this? I'm bougie. I'm bougie. I want like front. Where's my front row parking? That <laughs> the show itself was really good. Um, and anytime you go see a Cirque, it's always a good time. My personal opinion. I love a good Cirque show. So that was great. So what happened was, here's what happened to me though. To me. It wasn't really all to me. But my uh, kids, I wanted to make sure that they had a great time. Their very first time seeing a circus show. And they were excited because they were like, we talk about the circus. We have books about the circus. And, but we've never seen an act like that with them. Minus like smaller, like small city carnivals and things like that, right? Which are always very fun too. But this was like a real good show. So I said, you, you guys can have whatever you want. We went to the concession stand. I was like, you name it, we'll get it. So... Ugh, they decided on those gross lollipops you know those rainbow like weird swirly lollipops or a multicolored thing they both wanted that and uh i was like this is going to be a mess but i told i said anything like i said anything so i let them have it so we go and we get seated and we are having popcorn and and lollipops and all is good and my four-year-old was sitting next to me and just um just making a mess, which I knew she would, and that's okay. We had pop. I mean, I feel bad for the people who clean that place up. I am sorry because some of that popcorn, like half the bag, was my kids, and so there's popcorn everywhere. I look at her face; it's covered in dye, like her face is just covered in that lollipop mess. So when the show's over, I'm like, "Let's go to the bathroom and let's uh let's let's clean you up, kid." And so I do. I go into the bathroom. And I start wiping her face, and she gives me a smile. She said, "That was fun, mom." I was like. Wait wait, wait wait a minute! Open, open your mouth again. She's like, "What? One of her teeth was? What if her teeth were gone?" And she didn't even have a wiggly tooth to begin with that I knew of. She had cl- kept claiming that her teeth were wiggly, but I was checking them and nothing. And she's this is my four year old. My other one lost already like six teeth. But I'm like, "Where's your tooth?" She's like, "What tooth?" She didn't even realize she lost a tooth. So I'm like, "You didn't feel it? Like you didn't feel your tooth come out of your mouth?" it wasn't even wiggling. What? And then I realized, oh, she had that lollipop. I'm like, do I go back and try to look through the trash for the tooth? Because she's, she's really concerned at this point. Like, okay, first she's excited. Like I lost a tooth. And then she goes, wait, but what am I going to put under my pillow tonight? I was like, oh no, I don't know. <laughs> but the tooth fairy isn't ready. So she, I was like, don't worry, no matter what, I'm sure that the tooth fairy will leave you something, but let's just go back and quickly check. So I go back to the aisle and then embarrassingly had to explain to one of the people working there who were like, the show's over. I was like, can I just, I'm just going to peruse for a tooth <laughs> by a seat. That's all. And I put, I gave it a real quick glance using the flashlight on my phone, trying to see if I, nothing. I, I didn't see a tooth, no, not a tooth in sight. So I'm thinking at this point, oh shit, maybe she swallowed it, which is fine. It happens, right? Happens all the time. So I had to also explain that to her, that there's a possibility that she could have swallowed it. And that freaked her out a little bit. And I realized I probably shouldn't have said anything at all. Um, But we didn't find the tooth. We never found the tooth. The good news is, though, the tooth fairy did arrive last night because tooth fairies always know, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Look at me still keeping it PG in that way on the podcast. But, yeah, we were not prepared for that at all. Like, at all. And this is why... I usually don't let them have those lollipops. Mind you, it could have been the popcorn too. I don't freaking know. But it was a really great show. All in all, really highly recommend that you get out to a Cirque show if you ever get uh, the chance to. Okay, moving on. One last thing that I want to mention. This is just a story that I talked about on the show. And it was uh, unbelievable to me. Uh, These stories always fascinate me. I have uh, a relative. I always like to be really careful because... I don't want him to get in trouble for anything because I'm not sure what he's allowed to say or not say. However, I have a relative who was an undercover police officer, detective. He was a detective um, uh, for years and he gave up a lot of his time and a lot of his life um, and quite honestly, probably a little bit of his mental well-being as well uh, in order to catch bad people. And so I always tell him, like, I, I appreciate that. And he's got the best, best stories um when it comes to this, and I every time I see him, I want a brand new story. he's been involved in so many investigations. So a lot of the time it uh, the way that it works is he'll obviously be brought into an investigation and told the gist of things and then he has to try to basically get that person to confess their crime and he is a witness to it. And it takes a long time though. you need hardcore evidence to try to to try to get people um you need very incriminating like no doubt about it this person's guilty so his job was always to get that on the inside very fascinating like I said I find that stuff fascinating so that's why I find this story fascinating too this guy from Kenya was arrested in Connecticut for what happened here that made the uber driver of him work with the cops so this guy he's 52 years old and it, all it says is he's from Kenya. So I don't know if he came to Kenya looking for his ex. But what happened was he gets in this Uber and he asks the Uber driver after like short conversation, like, hey, where are you from? What, what, what do you do? You know, there's like all the small talk shits were out of the way. And all of a sudden he's like, do you know anyone that can help me get rid of my wife? My, my estranged wife. Killer. I want to hire a hitman. So the Uber driver, obviously a little taken aback here kept going with the conversation. At this point now, he's like, oh, is this a dangerous person? He's a little worried. So he's going with the flow. So the Uber driver kind of did the right thing here in that he listened to everything the guy had to say and took all of the info. And this, I think, was kind of smart. He kind of asked him to to write down his info, and then he gave him his number. The Uber driver gave this guy his number and said, listen, if you are serious about what you're saying, I can help you, but I want you to message me tomorrow because I want you to sleep on this kind of thing. So I guess the guy obviously did reach out, confirming he was indeed serious. Police say that's when they got involved. So he took this info right to the cops because he's a little bit scared at this point and thinking this guy's going to try to kill his, his his estranged wife. So the cops say in Connecticut, say between September 9th and December 1st, this guy kept in contact with the Uber driver back and forth who went along with his request because, again, he wants to just turn this guy in. So he's going along with it. The Uber driver said they met in person on several occasions and had multiple conversations, but everything was through the police. He kind of had to have, like, short training on what to do in these situations. Again, it's a very scary situation to be in, in a scary spot when you don't know who you're really dealing with here. So finally the day arrived. Finally the day arrived and the Uber driver said, I found your guy. I have got it. He wants to meet with you. Let's all meet at a motel, very discreet, and we'll discuss details of the job. So they met at the, they met up with the hitman. And of course, as you can imagine, the hitman was someone trained, like my relative that I was telling you about. This is someone who has been in training for this kind of things and, and knows what they're doing. So he's bringing along the hitman to discuss how he'd like to take his wife out. There was enough in that in that conversation, plus the fact that he gave them half the money. He said, I'm going to give you half now and half once you show me evidence and proof that she's dead. That's all they really needed. Boom. Guy was arrested. He's being held on a $5 million bond and he's going to go to prison for a long time, a long time. But could you imagine being that person on the other end of that conversation? You're just, you're just driving an Uber. You don't want any part of your crazy criminal drama. I don't want no part of that. And and that he was roped in. Uh, It is an insane lifestyle. It is an insane lifestyle that we appreciate, though. They caught a lot of bad guys doing that undercover stuff. And now the Uber driver's got like, I bet you everyone who comes back in his Uber, if he's still even doing Uber, like at that point, I'd be like, I'm not driving for anyone anymore. Fuck that. But everyone who comes in the back of his car, no doubt about it. From here forward, he's gonna be like, Are you shady? Are you? When are you gonna? But anyway, hey, listen. Good. The guy's caught. All is well and good. Uh, that's it for me guys I'm going to do a nice I think it's kind of a relatively short pod it's not bad a uh, relatively short pod but Scott's going to be with me tomorrow we're going to discuss his weekend see how that went we're going to get his take on a couple of things that we didn't get a chance to that I know you're probably uh, waiting to hear from him on including going way back now it feels like forever ago but way back uh, when Douglas Ford made the announcement about uh, alcohol sales so we'll get Scott's take on that looking forward to it no misconnections today just so you know no, they're taking a break until uh, the new year. They will be back again in January, but in the meantime, I'll leave you with some fun jokes at the end of this pod. Have yourself a good one, friends. Switching gears, uh, some movie news today. Wonka, starring Timothy Chalamet, hit theaters. The new Wonka movie is a lot more family-friendly than the original, yeah. Well, watching the original, looking back, it feels more and more like a kid's version of Squid Game, kind of, doesn't it? <laughs> Yesterday, President Biden released a new video with Barack Obama in which they remind people that Obamacare is still available. But according to polls, people really want to know if Obama is still available. Some more entertainment news. The producers of The Golden Bachelor said that they want to make a Golden Bachelor in Paradise spinoff series. Oh, oh. That's fun, I think. Yeah, just just think an hour each week of contestants comparing suspicious moles. isn't that fun? (laughs) Does this look weird to you?